of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday, Friends Torch Report 330. We will be talking about the inescapable surveillance state. This is what everyone needs to keep front and center. Amidst all of the distractions, the smoke and mirrors, the dog and pony show, the political circus, the kabuki theater, we need to remember at all times we are trying to be enslaved in our minds in the great globalist socialist inescapable surveillance state. Now, I talk about that a lot, or I have over time. If you've been with me, you've heard me say, no doubt, you know, we're facing this great inescapable global socialist surveillance state. And in today's report, I want to make perfectly clear what I mean. To say that humanity is under assault would be a gross understatement. To point out that people are being uh, systematically enslaved in an illusion, enslaved in their own minds, I think that's a good place to start the conversation. The implication of this mass menticide is truly, truly shuddering. Now, menticide as a term is, is something that it, some people are unfamiliar with, but really what it is is the destruction uh, the undermining of person's uh, mental independence. It's the altering of the mind. It's mind control, brainwashing, uh, science, you know, clinical persuasion, thought reform. It, the word menticide comes from it's Latin rooted, but men's, you know, and, and cida, you know, killer. So it's like homicide, genocide, but it's menticide. It's uh it's a homicide of the mind, essentially. At any rate, this menticide, it's like a hypnosis on a massive scale. It's exploiting the physiological loops that allow loop, loopholes that allow ideas to be implanted into the subconscious mind. And we've talked about this quite a bit off and on. There's a science to it. The power of suggestion, they understand it with clinical precision. It should not be second-guessed or underestimated. It's not conspiracy. It is, in fact, a hard science. Uh, mind control is a thing. There has been over a century of scientific study on the topic. It's led to many scientists and PhD psychologists and sorts warning how this science could very well be used against the masses. And right now, that's exactly what we're facing is a, a mass hypnosis or a mass psychosis. It's, it's massive menticide where people's ability to think for themselves is being systematically targeted and destroyed. And just to refresh a little bit here, we've previously talked about this, like I said, in Torch Report 305, uh, what's wrong? You know, you're not shocked. I was, I was quoting the book Rape of the Mind, written by Dr. Juiced Merlu back in the 1950s. He was sounding the alarm about the government using these brainwashing techniques. Here's the quote. Quote, it is now technically possible to bring the human mind into a condition of enslavement and submission. It's technically possible to do that. They can do it. Now we are beginning to see every ever more clearly how the totalitarians use menticide deliberately, openly, unashamedly as part of their official policy, official policy uh, as a means of consolidating and maintaining the power that they influence the mind so slowly and indirectly that we may not even realize what they have done to us, period, end quote. I think that is such a powerful 
passage, it just, you know, coming from a clinical psychology, I mean, the guy has uh, credentials out the wazoo, but he's saying, look, it's possible to bring the mind into enslavement and submission. The, the official policies are deliberately using this, uh, unashamedly, openly using these menticide tactics to consolidate and maintain their power. The, the influence of it is so slow and so indirect, it's so subtle, most people don't even realize that it's happening. People don't even realize when their minds have been hijacked. And when we look around and observe people in our local communities suffering from mental health issues, struggling to maintain their grip on reality, this is why, you know, when you find yourself talking to someone who seems wholly incapable of carrying on a rational conversation, this is why. Once the individual's mind has been broken down and assimilated into the collective, the cult collective hive mind, then the, the road to recovery Friends, it's uncertain at best. I don't know. You know, there, there's no guarantee somebody's going to come back from that, especially given the relentless nature of the current conditioning. We're not it's not just a once and done thing. They're not done messing with the public's mind. They know exactly what they're doing. And that's what makes this this great reset so sinister. Each wave of all the crazy uncertainty, all the chaos, it primes the minds for heightened suggestibility. It happens in big ways. It happens in small ways. And the cumulative effect of this is a greater public acceptance of and submission to tyrannical control. But people don't see it as tyrannical control. They see it as as doing their part for the greater good. And Dr. Merlou was warning us about this, too. Just to quote a little bit further from The Rape of the Mind, he says, Quote, the totalitarian strategists know that during a period of temporary quiet and relaxation of tension, people lose their alertness and thus can be more easily caught in the totalitarian mental grip. In their strategy of terror, they consciously make use of the psychological action uh, of the breathing spell. Pause. Now, what we're in right now with, with the with the end of the pandemic, right? Everything is going, people are feeling like things are getting back to normal. The, the sense of alert is kind of, you know, we're not on high alert as much. There's a certain relaxation of the tension. And this is part of the strategy of the terrorists' uh, effort to hijack the masses. Continuing on, as soon as we let go and drop the defenses, the defenses we've built up against danger, we can be brought to swallow any strong suggestion. So after this period of heightened fright and suggestibility in the, in the lull afterwards in that breathing spell, it's, you know, people are highly susceptible to swallowing strong suggestions. Continuing on, the totalitarians also in their document on terror call the technique of taking advantage of such relief the strategy of fractionalized fear. And I thought, wow, those are cool words. The strategy of fractionalized fear. So there is fear and there it's, you're getting a fraction of it now and you're going to get a little more fear later and a little bit more fear later. But this is the strategy of fractionalized fear where they freak people out. And as soon as they start, start to calm down, uh, people are being suggested to adopt a new normal. This is where we're at right now. Continuing on, Dr. Malou says, each wave of terrorization, each wave of terrorizing, I should say, creates its effect 
more easily. So each time they roll out a wave of terror, it creates its effect more easily after the breathing spell than the one that preceded it because people are still disturbed by their previous experience. Morality becomes lower and lower, and the psychological effects of each new propaganda campaign become stronger. It reaches a public already softened up, period, end quote. Now, ah, holy smokes, you know, it's it, this is, again, we've been talking about it, friends, but reading that this morning, you know, how, you know, each new propaganda campaign becomes stronger, the public's already softened up. I think about the recent fear that was stirred up by all the hype about making a run on the banks, you know, and I said, stay calm, don't panic, you know, but this, this is their, their priming, their priming. I think about the recent fear stirred up by the threat of arresting Donald Trump. Oh my gosh, is it going to be a civil war? I don't know. You know, I think about all the many, many ways that our emotions are being manipulated every single day. And the fact that none of us are immune to that. We're not immune to the impact of this ongoing psychological assault, which is why it's important to talk about it. That way we can be aware of it and, and process it properly. Even in the absence of anything really shocking happening right now today, for example, our systems are still primed. We still remained primed for more shock because we're still processing the previous experience. That's part of the human uh, nature, human dynamic. We all have to deal with it. So according to the esteemed psychoanalyst, Dr. Bruce Scott, he presented uh, to the German investigative Corona committee this guy, he, you know, he was out there pushing back against the, you know, the, all the public hype around the coronavirus. He presented the German investigative Corona committee with evidence on the unethical and illegal use of applied psychology as used by the UK and other governments in the world during the COVID-19 era. What he's saying is as a PhD clinical psychologist, he's saying, look, it is unethical and illegal for the government to be using these psychological techniques, these psyops against an unsuspecting public. These are techniques of clinical manipulation. Uh, he says they've been at work since prior to the pandemic, but right now they're being systematically rolled out from one issue to the next. Interestingly enough, um, not going to get into it today, but he actually connects the dots from the COVID to the environmental, the climate crisis, which is something that I've talked about for over a year now, the, the integration, the one agenda to rule them all. At any rate, Dr. Bruce Scott, he offers this insight in, a, in an article he wrote titled Beyond a State of Fear, Menticide and Schizogenesis. Uh, Schizogenesis, I had to look that up. It's, it's about, you know, fissuring or fracturing different factions. Says Dr. Bruce Scott, quote, putting people into a state of fear, only the first part of the process of a longer term goal is known to create a mentalcidal hypnosis. So fear, which is the first part of the process, is known to create. Scientists know this creates a, a mentalcidal hypnosis meaning people can't think for themselves. This, he goes on to say, this involves the conscious part of the personality no longer being fully alert or conscious to his or her actions and behaviors. The brainwashed person lives in a trance, repeating the mantras of the dictator. So, so examples, you know, the vaccines are safe and effective. You know, mask up, be a good human, all that kind of stuff. These are the mantras of... Uh, of the dictators, uh, the mantras of those who are, are enacting this mass menticide. Continuing on, 
uh, Dr. Scott says, like totalitarian states, democratic states are also subject subject to the insidious influences of menticide on a political and non-political level. So it's not just totalitarian states, it's democrat states too, democratic states. This, he says, becomes for supposedly democratic states just as dangerous to freedoms and liberties of life as overtly totalitarian states themselves. People of supposed democratic countries, like the overtly totalitarian countries, must guard against the creeping intrusion into their minds by technology, bureaucracy, prejudice, and mass delusions. Period. End quote. Friends, we have been warned. Have we not? We've been warned. Is there any doubt that the public is suffering under the collective delusions being conjured up by this menticidal mind control? There shouldn't be. I mean, we're looking at it. We've, we've studied the science. But we also have to acknowledge the fact that the vast majority of victims of this menticide remain completely unaware of the fact that they are under the government's spell, the democratic government spell, the authoritarian, totalitarian government spell. That's, friends, where the surveillance comes in. Being enslaved in one's own mind is one thing. Okay? This, uh, I'm going to, I'm getting to, perceptual surveillance here but you know being enslaved in one's own mind in some sense that's that's kind of a common aff- affliction it's part of human nature for us to get caught up in the mind to trick ourselves into thinking that we're right or justified even with if we're not just for example you know we all go through spells where we're totally consumed by thought and completely unaware of the world around us. It happens every day, driving home from work, not even thinking about how did I get here you know uh, these are all natural states that are being exploited currently by the, you know, the commies who are taking over the world. (laughs) I had to say it, but you know, but from the global elites who are looking to enslave us all in our minds from the angle of tyrannical totalitarian mental takeover, the government needs to be able to keep track of who is and who is not caught up in this quasi hypnotic trance like state of heightened suggestibility. Have you got your booster lately? Have you been visiting anti-vax websites? Is your sentiment about the government restrictions on your everyday life, are you turning sour on that? These are the things that they need to know in order to control what you think and how you feel. And this is where we find the convergence of ASI, the algorithmic social interventions, the sentinel surveillance, the social listening, and the state-mandated censorship. It all comes together, and it all serves to provide the powers that be with the ability to monitor and control the mental state of the masses. When people think about state surveillance, you know, we think about ah, state surveillance. A lot of times we think about license plate readers. Uh, we think about tracking purchases through bank accounts and credit card transactions. Uh, but while all of that's part of the puzzle of the great inescapable socialist surveillance state, the far greater threat is the threat of perceptual surveillance. Again, the ASI, the Sentinel Surveillance of Social Listening, the they are monitoring what we think in real time. Rebellious individuals, you know, any rebellious peasants out there, you know, they're certain to find ways of ducking and dodging much of the state surveillance apparatus. For now, we can still do that. That said, it's much more difficult to avoid the state picking up on how you feel 
about current circumstances. You following me here? You know, the vast amount of data that's scraped from all of your online activity, your social media postings, your financial transactions, all of this provides ample fodder for a thorough analysis of your evolving mental state. They can see it and they're, they've got their finger on the pulse, not just at the individual level, but at the societal level. The great inescapable global social surveillance state is predicated on this fact that they can monitor public sentiment in real time. This is what allows them to control emerging public perceptions and they control it at will at this point. As soon as the algorithms, the sentinel surveillance, the social listening, as soon as the algorithms start picking up on shifting sentiment, those who are drifting away from the narrative can be systematically targeted with customized propaganda that's designed to facilitate behavioral change. We've been studying this stuff, friends, and I know it sounds crazy, but it's happening every damn day. And once our behavior is linked to digital currency, and a China-style social credit score, which we know it's coming because they've told us it's coming, and China's the role model for the world. Once we are in that position, we've essentially been placed in checkmate. What better way to ensure compliance and facilitate behavioral change than to impose financial penalties on those who step out of line? I mean, come on. And I think what needs to be emphasized here is that even just the threat of being punished is enough to keep most people pliable. Very few people are going to openly defy the government if their lives and their livelihoods are threatened in this way. You know, will you openly defy the government? Or are you going to fall in line? That way you can get your groceries and you can go about your life with the relative comfort and ease. You just have to sacrifice yourself sovereignty and personal identity to the state collective. Ah, I don't know. I don't know, friends. You know, menticide is quite literally the death of critical thinking and thinking for oneself. It's the death of the individual identity. It is the barrier of fear that keeps people locked in the illusion of helplessness. Like the young elephant that is tied to a tree with a string. I'm sure you guys have heard the story. You know, the elephant grows up to its full size and strength and it fails to realize it could just simply walk away and snap that little string, break free of the bondage. In the very same way, so too are the majority of people blind to the strength of the spirit within each of us, okay? We have phenomenal cosmic powers. As a human being, we can exercise our free will and the power of choice, and we can use this to resist, and resist we must. But that comes from the indomitable spirit within us. Beyond the fact that most people have yet to realize they're being mentally hijacked, you know, far too many people do not realize just how much control they have over their own Minds. I like to say if we're not using our minds, our minds are using us or somebody else is using our minds. You know, mental and emotional control are acts of self-control, and that requires a higher degree of self-awareness, which personally, I believe, correlates direct, directly to spiritual maturity. Okay, This, or I should say thus, it, it, it is the elevation of spiritual awareness that equips the individual, each of us, to break free from the illusions and the fears that keep us or people bound to the state, bound to doing what the government wants us to do. You know, at the end of the day, friends, regardless of how all of this plays out, this is the truth that will set you free. This, this indomitable spirit within, this elevation of spiritual awareness that we can control our minds, we can control ourselves, our lives, and the government cannot unless we allow them. Now, the government's going to continue to try 
to bring your mind into submission. They will continue to fleece the masses with propaganda and covertly assassinate the public's will to resist. Menticide will continue to be mainstreamed, albeit in a rebranded fashion that casts mental enslavement as a precondition for peace and stability. Friends, all of this is happening right in front of our eyes. And to escape this inescapable surveillance state, we must awaken the will to resist, not just with ourselves, but within the hearts and minds of the broader community. When the government controls what we fr- what we think, friends, the future is a dark place indeed, and that is why resist we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or the website. Click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already, and of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday, friends, and I'll I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.